Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. What is up, audiobook people? We have missed you. We have. You are here because you want to listen to a review brought to you by audio shelf the best book podcast there is <laughs> it's a little <laughs> little presumptuous but hey whatever so first before we begin the episode we want to thank you spectrum audiobooks for yes. being a very well-loved patron of ours <laughs> yes we appreciate their support and are also so happy to know them yes they are great people yeah so please go follow them on on twitter yeah at spectrum a books mm-hmm. And so today's book we are going to talk about is The Girls in the Garden by Lisa Jewell, narrated by Colleen Prendergast. I had a friend in college named Chelsea Pendergast. You know, I feel like I recognize that name and it might be because I've seen her pop up on your podcast or something. And I think I actually recommended your photography business to her a long, long time ago. Uh, I guess we weren't that close of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, every time I see Colleen Prendergast, I think of my former friend. <laughs> <laughs> the publisher is LLC Dreamscape Media. The audiobook release date was March 7th, 2017. It's about to be two years old. Oh, little baby, two year old. The duration... <laughs> The duration is nine hours and 21 minutes, and the genre is domestic life, family life, suspenseful life, and life. And life. <laughs> it's actually just suspense. Cordial life. What, what is it uh, when they live together in a house where you live together? Mutual. What's that word? It starts with a C. Um, you know what, I, what I'm talking about. Cool. Nope. Nope. Okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Not that word. Um, (laughs) What is that word? Communal. Communal life. Communal life. Communal life. Communal. That sounds weird. It sounds like Like you're. It sounds like we're adding an extra I. It sounds like we're doing a baptism. Yeah. So the summary. (laughs) The baptism of girls in the garden. (laughs) The summary taken from Amazon is this. (laughs) What is it? Imagine that you live on a picturesque communal garden square. Oh my god! It was right in front of our faces. Also, we totally added an I. We were saying communal. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, really, really dumb. (laughs) An oasis in urban London where your children run free in and out of other people's houses. Wow, that sounds. Girl. Are they getting kidnapped? Because then it's heaven. Are they getting beat? Because I would beat a child if they ran through my house. Oh, just they don't even know you. They're did just they, running through your house. Did they take their shoes off? No. Oh, my God. I would beat them. <laughs> You've known your neighbors for years and you trust them implicitly. You think your children are safe, but are they really? No. It reminds me of that uh, newscast. It's every- 11 p.m. <laughs> Do you know, Do you know where your children, children are? are? <laughs> <laughs> On a midsummer night, as a festive neighborhood party is taking place, Preteen Pip Pip. discovers her 13-year-old sister, Grace, lying unconscious and bloody in a hidden corner of a lush rose garden. Grace. What really happened to her? What are you doing, Grace? And who is responsible? That is the mystery. 
Girl. Grace found herself in a pickle. Grace found a pickle. And she found herself in that pickle. And then she wanted to be all up on that pickle. That pickle found her. And then somebody else did a little prickle. And that pickle squirted out some <laughs> juice. Oh, <God. laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Girl. Okay. Okay. So let's start off with this book. Okay. The narrator. Okay. We'll start off with it because I really liked Colleen a lot. Okay. I thought that she was really great. I thought that she gave a lot of diversity to mm, her voices. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Pip and Grace that were very closely related in age, but they both sounded different. They mm. did not sound the same. And then we had Leo and Chris, and those two, they were both like strong male influences. Mm-hmm. They sounded different, mm-hmm. um, even though Chris wasn't in there very much. No. Um. And then you you just you had all of the other characters, Adele and Claire, and they sounded different even though they were both like moms and they were protectors, but they had their own personalities and it showed through Colleen's voice. Yes. So we must have heard different things. I don't know. <laughs> so no, okay. I like I said in our conversation in the car over here, I just feel like her narration was average. I think I really enjoyed her narration for Pip. She really encompassed that character for me. Mm-hmm. I can see how I well, I agree with you that each character had their own personality and that was shown in throughout the narration. However, I didn't know for me the voices weren't so diverse from each other. But you are correct that you could definitely tell personalities from each character. Which is a good thing in a narrator. Yes, I know I'm correct. <laughs> I could definitely tell the difference between Adele and Claire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think was like one of the strongest things. And for me, I had no problems with pausing or her tones. Um, I thought that she had a very, very like deep interest in the story. Because mm-hmm. there were moments where some of the characters were described as crying. And you could, I could hear the tears in her voice and stuff so yeah i just thought she did a really really wonderful job mm-hmm. so moving and on I'm entitled to my opinion <laughs> just like you're entitled to yours so moving on from colleen mm-hmm. what did you think of the book okay and i guess this is probably why i didn't really like her as a narrator because i felt like the book was what did you think of the book the book was nine <laughs> hours and 21 minutes, and there was about four hours of real content. Yes. And that those five hours, I was just like, I read the description again because I was like, okay, they're talking about this girl named Phoebe. Like, is Phoebe the one that is in the description? Because I read the description once, which yes. usually I don't do mm-hmm. before listening to an audiobook, but I read the summary. And it said about the Rose Garden. Well, this other character, Phoebe, was killed like 15, 20 years earlier mm-hmm. in the Rose Garden. Yes. And so it was like one of those things where is Phoebe the one that we're supposed to be solving the crime for? Like, yeah. Who the hell killed Phoebe? Yeah, that's why I really honestly cared about. That's what I wanted to know. I'll be honest. Okay, so I'm not giving anything away because in the summary that we just read from Amazon... They said that Grace, some someone, Grace was found unconscious. Grace was found. So you know something happened to Grace. 
Yes. We got it. But for five hours of the book, we were talking about, oh, no, what happened to Phoebe? Yes. And I feel like once we figured out what happened with Grace, even the first conversation with the doctor and Claire, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I already know what happens to Grace. Yeah. She sucks some. You know what I mean? Ween. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're just like. Moving on, get get me back to Phoebe's life. Yes. Yeah. Justice for Phoebe. Yes. So the four hours were filled. The four hours that actually had like the intense part. I feel like we could have lobbed off the very beginning, mm-hmm. which was a lot of exposition, a lot of like relationship building. Like you, you got to understand what Grace was doing, how she was like growing up. You get to know some of the people in the community. But at the end of the day, those people, their stories could have mattered just in those four hours as well. Like, it would have been a bigger twist to work backwards. Like, Grace wakes up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning of the book. Yes. And then we start uncovering all of these things. Like, it had all of the makings of, like, a Gillian Flynn book. Mm -hmm. It had the potential. But it, it just... Those first like five and a half hours, mm-hmm. I don't even remember them. You know, this if they did that the way you just described, if Lisa, her name's Lisa, yeah, Jules, right? Lisa Jewel. Lisa Jewel. If she did that the way you just described, I think this book could have been better, more like more than Leanne Mor- Moriarty's truly madly. Guilty. Guilty? Guilty? Yeah. I think that's what I, the whole entire time. Yes. Neighborhood party, uh, kids being bad, mm-hmm. and Big Little Lies. They, it was like those two books mixed together. Yeah. And it could have been better than Truly Madly Guilty. I mean. Because we didn't really real, like. I mean, there's a lot of books that like. That book, Truly Madly Guilty, is like very low mm-hmm. for us. Very it low. not. I would not recommend it. Yes. But I just feel with this, she could have made it. She like she could have had that twist happen in the beginning. Yeah. And then told me the story. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe Lisa was looking at it as that's too predictable. That happens too much. Like, I want to really, like, stick with these characters and build with them. And that's fine. But I feel like the building could have happened faster. Mm-hmm. It. There was no reason for it to take five and a half hours just for us to get to the the part or have a different description. Yeah. Get to the part of where the description was because that description is your hook. And if you're writing about a midsummer night where Grace gets is lying in, in the ground unconscious and she's bloody. I, I want to see, see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's weird to say, but I want to see this torture <laughs> of a 13 year old 30 minutes in i want that that 13 year old to be tortured so weird but that's the truth weird, but she's not real she's not a real girl and that's what and that's what a lot of editors probably tell their authors is show us don't tell us right show us show us yeah we are very much showers mm-hmm. one dynamic that i really enjoyed from the book was the story between the immediate family with Pip and Grace, Claire and Chris. Yeah. I really enjoyed this story because throughout those eight hours of the book, 
You nine. F- nine. <laughs> well, no, the last hour you, fi- you figure oh, out yes. maybe Chris isn't Chris the person in. that we thought he was. And so you, you have this idea of Chris because of the letters Pip writes and mm-hmm. because of Claire's fear of him. And then you really get to know how much work he's done to get his family back. Yeah. So I really like that dynamic. I, I was I think the entire time I was rooting for that. And that's what I wanted to. That's why I wanted to end the book or fig- finish the book because I want to figure out what happens to them. Yeah. Yeah, I I really liked being able to not just see Claire's point of view of mm-hmm. it, but we got to see Pip's point of view and we got a little bit of Grace's point of view, but her hers matched up more with Claire's. Yeah. So I feel like they described where Grace was coming from with her feelings towards her mm-hmm. dad through Claire. Um and then at the end we got to see Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really nice. It was like that whole idea of how mental health doesn't just affect one person or the person yes. that has it. It affects a family. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of work and, and effort it takes to deal and cope with that mental health. Yeah. It, it paid off in the end. Yes. And I think it's uh, it was an important message because Chris like goes away. You figure this out in the first, I don't know, five minutes yeah. of the book mm-hmm. that Claire – Grace and Pip are all displaced because yes. of something that Chris did. So, and, and Chris is away. He's at a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris going away. So he quote unquote got better. He got medicated, he got therapy. Um, so he was, he's, he was getting help for his issues. He comes out, but everything doesn't just go back to being normal because there was a lot of people affected like you were talking mm-hmm. about. And so it was, it was nice to see that it wasn't just like, Ugh, Claire, why don't you just like suck it up and go back with him? Like he's out, he's cured. Mm-hmm. But then it's like the trauma that he put Claire through. Yeah. Like that's real stuff. And that when Chris at the very end, when he sees Pip, Oh my God, that made me tear. And that was probably my favorite part of the whole book Yeah, was when he said, when Pip was like, did you write to me? And we knew that he wrote to her, Yeah, but Claire was collecting the letters and didn't give it to Pip. Yeah. Sorry about the spoiler. Yeah, what, it's not. It's, whatever. It's, <laughs> this book's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years. It's a two year old. <laughs> so we go to preschool. The, <laughs> but yeah, so like he even said, oh, well, I couldn't write those letters. Yeah. Because he didn't want to put Claire in that position of being yeah. a bad mom. Yeah. And I just like, I was like, oh my God. Was sweet. You could see the relationship even though we hadn't seen the relationship. Exactly. We only heard about the the nasty parts. Mm-hmm. So um, all in all, I think it was, I think it was a good book for that like mental health aspect. Yeah. Which is always important to have nowadays just mm-hmm. because it is such like, it's a hot topic. Yeah. It's. You want you want you don't want people to be ashamed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's important for the the books to be out there that are talking about getting help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just man, if this book was seriously like five hours, mm-hmm. that's what I put in my Goodreads review. I said this book was a waste of five hours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it could have wrapped up in like four. Give me four hours. Yeah, the book could have been fine. Yeah, it could have been absolutely perfect and honestly writing i don't i don't know the process for an author and i don't want to assume that i know the process for an author but writing something that is just length Mm -hmm. that doesn't usually 
I don't know. It doesn't feel like it it works well for a reader. Mm -hmm. It makes it fascinates me because I've been doing a lot of research on querying with authors. And that's basically where they send an amount of words written to publishers to see who wants their book or agents. And um, you you usually get like 10,000 words and that's usually the max. And they say, send me your 10,000 words and I'll read through it to see if I want the book. Yeah. For books like this that start off slow, what? how are they getting their books sold? I don't know. Because they're like, okay, you, you told me nothing in 10,000 10, words. Yeah. What is this about? And I guess in the follow through is like, oh, but here's the ending. Maybe yeah, that guess. sells people. Maybe, but Maybe she only gave like the last four hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mean, maybe she only gave that part that was like the last bit. Maybe. Maybe it started off with just that story of Grace like waking up and it working backwards and then mm-hmm. she added on. Maybe. And it I was mean, it was up to her to figure out like the placement of the story. Yeah, the placement and the description of the characters, which oh my god, I hated Tyler. Tyler literally needs to get slapped in the face. And if she ran through my house with no shoes, oh girl will be I would home alone my yes, house. Home for alone her. it. She would be found on the path walk or whatever that last uh, New Zealand author that we had on our podcast called Sidewalks. Yeah, I don't know. Footwalks, footpaths. Footpaths. She'd be on a footpath, bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that visual. Oh, Tyler. Oh my God, I did not like Tyler and I did not like the other two girls. Like seriously, this book made me despise kids. Even more. Mm-hmm. I just, I really liked her name though. And I, it was funny because I texted Eddie. I said, what do you think of the name Tyler for a girl? And he was like, I like it. But I was like, crap, I, have, I already have a friend named Tyler. So that can't work. Is it a, oh, it's a boy. Yeah, but I really like it. I was I, about to be like, is it a girl or a boy? And I'm like, I know Tyler. But I do like the name of Tyler for a girl. Yeah. But I just hated her. Yes. Yes. And that's the problem with people putting names in books that are cute yes and then we end up hating the characters and then we hate the names mm. but yeah so and grace also got on my ever loving nerves i was like pip is like two years younger than you why are you no, acting she, like no she wasn't she was like they were well so, what, what are so irish at twins one point, I, they're born the same year oh, okay gotcha so grace was eight months when no grace was 18 months when pip was eight yes so she was born, um, Pip was born when Grace was 10 months old. Gotcha. And they were born within the same. Yes. Period. So they're Irish twins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, but she she wasn't that much younger. And why is Pip more vulnerable and more, you know, young at heart? I don't know. I think that might just be her personality. I, I, and I don't, I don't understand. Pip came off to me like a nine-year-old. Yes. Very not naive. Not a 12-year-old. Yeah, very naive. Yes. yes. Like, super naive, and it might have been a product of what happened with her dad. Mm. And, you know, they took, Pip went the regressive route, and Grace went the maturing Mm -hmm. route. I almost said aggressive, and I was like, that's not right. Well, also, the scene with Grace, how uncomfortable. Like, for me, I had to, like... I sped it up because I was like, this is really uncomfortable. Like this, they're talking, this author is talking about a 13, which is, we have to understand that this stuff happens in real life. Yeah. But absolutely. In a book, I was just like, this is really uncomfortable. Like like, 13 year old kids enjoying this act. Yeah. It was just like, like, and in a moment they were like, 
a moment before they're just hanging out. They're just like having fun. They're being kids. Yeah. They're like sitting on the lawn and then it like escalates Mm -hmm. and it's just like, what? But I guess. Oh my God. Oh, these kids were just, oh, so aggravating. But I guess it tells, it puts us in that perspective of there are kids that do this. Yeah, absolutely. And And that's why it's important to actually, I mean, this is not a young adult novel. No. This is very much an adult novel. Yeah. So adults should listen to this and realize that this is what kids are doing. Mm -hmm. And you need to have a conversation with your kids that sex is not a revenge. No. Mm -mm. Like, it's not to get back at someone that you don't like. And it's also not a way for you to like someone. Yeah. You don't have to to have sexual activity to be saying, hey, I like you. Let's do sex stuff. Yeah. And if your friend, quote unquote friend, is being like, oh, I know what you guys do in your house by yourself and you're doing all this stuff and spreading rumors about that, tell your parents. Tell your parents, tell your teachers, tell your other friends. Tell your pastor. Tell your pastor. (laughs) Tell the cross-dresser across the street. Yeah, tell everybody. Tell somebody. (laughs) Talk to somebody. Because that is not a friend. No. No. And I think one of the things about Lisa's writing that was very powerful is that she has the ability to make us dislike and really fall in love with different characters. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really like. And really the only problem with this book was the length. Was the length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just one giant story. Yeah. And I was like, give me the twist and turns. Yes. Maybe that's what society is nowadays is that we want immediate... Gratification. gratification of twisty and turny things. Maybe. Or maybe we just want it presented in a way that makes sense. And it's in like, what's that word? Not enjoyable, but it's exhilarating sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> Senses. Uh, there was a moment that I really liked of Grace when she was cuddled up next to Claire. Mm-hmm. Like she came in and she just like snuggled with Claire and I was like, oh, that's Aww. so cute because she was just giving attitude to Claire. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to go like cuddle my mom. Oh, Gracie. You know, it was so cute. Mm. Other than that, she's a brat. Brat. Anyway. So overall, would you yeah. shelf this or shove this? If I could edit it down. To be five hours, I would even accept six hours. If I could edit it down to be that, I would shelf this book. Okay. But as it is now at nine hours, I would I would shove it. Mm-hmm. I will say I finished this book in two days. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I think for the first three hours, I had it at one speed. Oh, yeah. Because you know me and British narration. Yeah. It takes me a while to get the characters and I don't want to miss a thing. Right. So I had it on one speed. But because of the length and because I felt like it was very predictable, I would have to I would have to say I would shove it. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Because I did I liked Colleen's narration a lot. Mm-hmm. And I did like Lisa's writing. And I I think I would I would follow Colleen again to another book. Yeah. I just maybe my disinterest in the novel is what caused me to be bored with the narration. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's our thoughts. If you have listened to this book or you read this book, please let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. You can like us on Twitter and send us a DM. We are at Audio Shelf Me. 
You can also follow us on Instagram and send us a message there if you want to. We're very interactive with our stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are audio shelf underscore podcast. And please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your audiobooks. We're also on YouTube, so you can watch us as well and see how awkward we are. And we're working out those kinks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely working out the kinks. And if you would like to download this book for free, go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. You can get this book and another book for free. Yeah. And if you want to be a patron of ours and help our channel grow, see us succeed in this 2019 new year, year of change and evolution, you can Google our Patreon. We are Audio Shelf Patreon. And you can donate a dollar. You get episodes before everybody else. And you also get important discussion questions within our community. And also, I want to throw out there, if we do giveaways on Twitter and other social media accounts, please participate. Mm. You will get something. We're not one of those fake people that give away Mm -hmm. random things and give it to our friends. We actually pick a winner that does the rules. Yes. So please participate. It's fun. Participation is key. That's all. That's all it is. Yep. And we just want to say one more time, thank you to Spectrum Audiobooks for being a patron and supporting our show. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye. bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. The duration. Sounds like my upstairs neighbors. Move your real quick. Sorry. Move your mic so that you are correct. You are facing me. I'm not looking away. You're not looking away from the mic. Is that okay? Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs)